When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And so Kevin Durant. Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. Gerald, it's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a week. It's I was hoping that you would week. catch on and you'd be like, Lindsay, it's only Wednesday. I know. I, should have told I you have that no idea. Your brain power is not there. That's I have my no bad. idea what day it is. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Gerald, it's Wednesday. I don't, I don't know what week. city I'm in, what time zone I'm on. <laughs> The lights are so bright right now. The lights are so bright right now. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Gerald Borgay. Saul Bookman is here with us from a beautiful location, apparently. Look at that gorgeous clouds and blue sky behind you, Saul. <laughs> Don't believe the hype because it's all cornfields and bullshit <laughs> out here in the middle of fucking Texas. So Saul said I made it look bad. This, well, this is the Instagram version and this is the real life yeah, version. I, I made this look good. Yes, you were right, Lindsay. <laughs> Well, guys, we have a lot to get into, obviously, after last night's mess of a game against the Nuggets in Game 5. But first, first, we have to talk about updates on the wrap. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, this will bring you up to speed. And so Kevin Durant, oh, there's a rat right here. That's terrible. Shut the fuck up. That's... Move your phone yeah, so we can see it. Put it on the video. Oh my god! I yes. think it is there a rat. I think it just crawled in my bag. <gasps> Shut the fuck up! No. Let's go, Gerald. Are you dead ass Dude, right now? Seriously, we got to see this. I'm not touching this shit. Come on! <laughs> oh my god! Is it in there? I don't know where it went. Oh my god! <laughs> this is awesome. The Denver this rat. fucking, this fucking road trip cannot end soon enough, and it's been a. Gerald, bless your heart. But we all want to know. Yeah. You sent out tweets, but give us paint the picture for us. Yeah. What happened after we let you go? Well. So I, you saw in the camera, I like moved the bag around, and so I thought it would be okay, but I gave it a, a like a cautionary kick or two just to make sure, <laughs> see if it, like, it prompted that that dude to jump out. He was chilling down there because when I then picked up the bag to slowly open it, he started scurrying up the back wall of my backpack. Oh no! And I dropped that bitch so fast. <laughs> it, it hit my bag, hit the ground like sideways, and it just scurried away, scampered off into the, the bowels of the Pepsi Center, or whatever it's called, Ball Arena oh my now. God. So how big was the rat? Give us a scale. So it was. It was like. It was like either a big mouse or a small rat. It wasn't okay. like a big like, like sewer rat, like one of those nasty ones. A little bit smaller. It was it was for my little backpack. It probably looked bigger than <laughs> than it was. But uh, yeah, that was that. You know when like just shit keeps happening to mm -hmm. you, and you're just kind of like, okay, cool. That happened now. <laughs> that happened now. 
that was like the cherry on top of <laughs> everything that happened over the trip. It was oh, uh, it was mercy. great. I think my favorite part was everybody on the internet being like, Saul over here, like, let's go. Jay said it in the chat. Like, it was such an exciting thing. And Saul was so ready to see this rat pop out of your backpack. Yeah, it was fun. Listen, it was a kind of a, it was kind of a sad night. And uh, that brought a lot of life back to the party. It was fun. Also, I just want to give a shout out to the Pearl Clutchers that were so offended by our cussing on the show oh, last yeah. night. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry the podcast you listen to is like, you know, Let's go, everybody. Let's have some <laughs> good basketball, clean talk. Listen, that's just not what we are. No. Well, and in that type of a situation, I feel like it's, you know, you just, you let loose a little bit. It's just a natural reaction, which, yeah. so people are oh. mad about that. And then Emma told me right before the show that people are saying we staged this. What a dumb fucking thing to stage like, if sir, we stage something. <laughs> sir and or ma'am, do you think that my acting skills are that good? Because I can promise you they're not. <laughs> God. Oh my gosh! Like, does do Denver fans not have anything better than to think of things like this? No, like, it's not everything. Not everything has to be a conspiracy theory. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Sometimes w- the world just hands you something really funny that you can laugh at, right. and that's what this was. And I wasn't even trying to like say like, oh, ball arena's garbage. Like, no. there's rats running around. I just happened to see a rat. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want me to say to that. Which honestly, it would it would surprise me if there weren't rats in arenas. The amount They're of food everywhere. and like drinks and everything that gets spilled, and I don't care if you have the best cleaning cl- crew in the world, it is too many nooks and crannies in arenas to get that place completely spotless. Like we all know that we've been in arenas. Lindsay, before. Lindsay, have you have you have you seen a have you seen a rat inside uh, uh, the footprint? I have not, but it wouldn't surprise me if I did. Is what I'm saying. Not since we changed owners. Yeah. I don't give a damn today. <laughs> oh, oh man, we're getting we're getting spicy, Gerald. Oh, I <laughs> love it. Studio right now, damn it! Fantastic. All right, well, that's the update on um, our newest pet here at PHNX. I wish you would have brought him back. We could have gotten him a nice little cage, put it right here. Rally rat could have been a part of our show. <laughs> no, someone said PHNX rat. There you go. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to get a fake one or something or put a picture of it on the wall or create a photo because we didn't actually I would that's the one thing I wish you would have recorded yourself getting into your backpack I really wish you would have that would have been fantastic I didn't want to have to like manage the beast with one hand I needed both hands available well, you in should case have it done it for us Gerald it's like you didn't even think about our feelings in this situation the beast? I'm sorry I mean, yeah all, all you had to do is flip the bag upside down yeah just all my shits out. in there I'm gonna dump my laptop and all my stuff on the ground yeah Take one for the team, Gerald. I did. Did you, did you scrub all your stuff? God bless. What? No. Saul, what'd you say? Uh-oh. Oh, now Saul's froze. frozen. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I said, did you have... I said, oh, I'm frozen? Are we good? There we go. No? Yeah, you're good. good. All right. Anyway, I, I was just saying, you had, to, you had to clean all your stuff anyway, right? That's true. Oh, my God. Did you not clean your backpack? What am I going to clean it with? Fucking Clorox wipes? Joe, like, those things I... are so dirty. It's fine. Yes! It's fine. Yes! <laughs> when did I have time okay. to do that between the post-game show, writing an article, and getting on the train to go to the airport for a 6 a.m. flight? And then straight to practice when he got home. <laughs> and then straight I mean, to practice, and then straight hey. to the studio. 
Hey man, it's your rabies, not mine. It's all good. It's all good. It's, it's about to be everyone's rabies because I'm in the studio now. <laughs> I'm gonna bite you too. <laughs> Welcome to the club, you jerk. 28, 28 days later, right, or something like it's, that. Right? It's all fun and games till Devin Booker misses game six with rabies. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, I think we have our new starting lineup graphic. Oh my god! Rally rat. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, let's get this show back on track. First, though, let me tell you guys about our friends over at BetMGM. If you have not signed up for BetMGM yet, make sure you sign up and use that bonus code PHNX. There are a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Listen, I don't think you're going to get any better programming than what you're getting right here at PHNX. But after the day of shows are over, Fubo TV has your back. 140 plus channels of live sports shows, movies, and news. And you can stream from any device. They also offer 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. So get in on the action. Download Fubo today. Fubo today. Watch the Suns with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Make sure you check it out. Fubo, Fubu. One makes jeans, one makes a great television service provider. Same thing, right? Yes, exactly. Same thing. All right, let's get into actual Suns talk here. The Suns did have practice. Gerald, I know you were directly there from the airport. But kind of give us an update. Is there anything that really stood out injury-wise? Because I know there was a lot of talk about that after last night's game. Yeah, so injury-wise, we don't have an official update on Chris Paul. Monty said it's the same thing as far as him being day-to-day, his status unchanged. Um, He has been doing more. He's been getting up more shots. We've seen him getting in longer workouts um, after practice, before game five. Um, so he is progressing, but we don't know what his status is going to be ahead of game six tomorrow. Monty was saying, obviously, if he can play, they would love to have him back there because of some certain things that he can provide that the team is currently missing. Um, but we're, we just have to wait and see. Book said it last night. Like I had a similar thing, um, and that's one injury that you don't want to rush back from because you can re-aggravate it pretty Pretty nasty if you come back too fast. Um, And then in terms of Devin Booker, uh, Monty said he seemed fine. They didn't do a ton in practice today, but he got his normal post-game day routine in, um, getting shots up, and he seemed fine. And then DeAndre Ayton, he took a shot to the ribs from Bruce Brown uh, last night. I think he took a knee to the ribs. Um, And so he's going to get that checked out later today, but uh, Monty said he seemed fine, so... As of right now, it seems like everyone's okay. They've obviously taken some lumps and some bruises, but uh, nothing major ahead of game six, hopefully. Yeah, so the biggest thing that stood out to me as far as like the Chris Paul update, I appreciate I I couldn't tell who it was that was 
asking multiple follow-ups for and for <laughs> clarification, yeah. if you will, because Monty just said, quote, nothing's changed when mm -hmm. it comes to Chris Paul. And they were like, so does that mean he's still day to day? Mm -hmm. Does that mean like what exactly are you saying? And Monty like, was like, I don't know how to quit asking that. me <laughs> questions, basically, because I'm not going to give you any more than that. Obviously, it would be great if Chris Paul could come back, but I not surprised to hear Monty not give any more context or any more clarity to the situation because that just seems to be what the Suns have done around Chris Paul injuries since he's been here. Um, but it would be great to have him back. Good news on Devin Booker, though. Seems good. Mm -hmm. And then DA, I'm a little bit confused by the gonna get it checked out. Like, wouldn't that be something you would get checked out in the morning? You would think Before so, but it, starts? you would think so, but it might have been a thing where they, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what their like sleep schedule is. They flew back last night, so mm -hmm. they obviously got to sleep in their own beds, which is nice, but they probably slept in, got a late start because practice was later today. Um, so maybe it was something where he was getting shots up and he was like, yeah, this is still bothering me. Maybe I'll check it out or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just speculating, but hopefully everything's good on that front. Do you think the speculation as far as, or do you think the getting it checked out, this again, spec, still speculating here, mm -hmm. like worried about a potential break or is it more just making sure it's not a break? Yeah, probably that. Just probably a precautionary thing. I feel like they don't want him to make it worse by playing if it is something that could get worse. So just probably doing their due diligence, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Saul, does this surprise you at all from an injury standpoint <clears throat> with the Suns? This sounds really fishy about DeAndre Aiden. I'm not gonna lie. It sounds really? like it sounds like we're getting set up for him to be. Oh, he's uh, just not gonna be able to give it a go here in Game Six. All of a sudden, randomly, conspiracy theory. Oh man. So we really put on the tinfoil hat here we now, are. aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that just seems a little off to me. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't you go get checked out already? There is some things I know you explained to Gerald. I get it, but let me live in this world for a little bit because I, I feel like. Maybe, maybe Monty would use this as a good excuse to not play him tomorrow. Well, Saul, I've got a question for you. How can it be fishy yes. when it's his ribs? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't. I broke what everyone are, in the studio over here. What, what, are, what are we doing here? Emma, Emma tossed her headset like, why am I here? <laughs> what life choices did I make that put me in this spot? Oh I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm 21 doing, I'm listening to that. Gerald, I really appreciate your commitment to the bit of Thank taking you. your sunglasses off ahead of time. Like you had this, he was just like, the wheels were turning. He took them off. He said, oh, let me just... Set this up real nice and pretty for you guys here. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Also, I'm sorry. I apologize because apparently it's National Fucking Frappuccino Day here at Starbucks. <laughs> so the blender keeps going off every 10 seconds. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. Um, in addition to the injury updates we got at practice, we also heard from Terrence Ross, who did mm. get um, some nice run last night, a couple good buckets from him. And uh, the one thing that stuck out to me is he said when he was asked about the team's kind of mindset heading into game six, he said focused. Mm. Do you care to elaborate? Yeah. I mean, that was the general vibe from everyone we talked to. We heard from Jock, uh, Terrence Ross, and Monty, and they brought up, you know, anxious to get back out there and correct their mistakes, um, excited, obviously, uh, very focused, very um, straightforward mentality. Like they're, they're aware that they kind of took a counterpunch in game five. I think they're 
they are salivating at the prospect of correcting that and fixing that in front of their home crowd um, and forcing a game seven, where as we know firsthand from last year, anything can happen in a game seven. The Nuggets have been unbeatable at home this season. I think they were 34 and seven at home during the regular season. They're six and zero in the postseason, but the Suns were pretty damn good at home last year too, and they lost at home in a game seven. So I think if they can ride that momentum, uh, that fan support in game six. We know role players play better at home. Uh, I think they have a good chance of forcing a game seven. And at that point, it's just who wants it more and who can execute and who has enough energy to get across the finish line. It's really hard to, to try and find the positives in, in, in this, but you are reminded, I mean, just a year ago, what the Dallas Mavericks did to us. And that mm-hmm. that does give me a little bit of hope but I'm, I'm hoping it's not false hope and that that's what we're relying on. That is the model. Like that's what we have to go off of. And we got to hope that this Suns team has a similar kind of DNA to that Mavs team to be able to fight and overcome and come back and hopefully destroy uh, the road, the home team on, in a game seven. And that's not you. So it's, it's just very disappointing to see how flat they really came out um, yesterday. And then I think what hurt the most was that they had battled back. And then they let it all go in the third quarter. Uh, it's like we restarted the game, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And so I think that was just really deflating for a lot of Suns fans. And a lot, it caused a lot of people to just kind of give up. But it's not time to give up. You still got one more game. You still got to fight. This team's going to fight. You hope you hope that they come with it tomorrow. I feel like they will. But they got to harness whatever that good juju is. And they got to take it to game seven in Denver. Otherwise, all this is just for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did uh did we get spicy jock again today? Anything from him or was it more <laughs> even kill like level headed no, jock? It was it was more even kill level headed jock. He was talking a little bit about the challenges of guarding Nikola Jokic mm-hmm. and um just the fact that kind of going back to the anxiousness to correct their mistakes, one of the big things that kept coming up at practice was they felt like the Nuggets not only hit them first on the scoreboard, but with their physicality, with their intensity, um, moving guys off the spot with their defense and, and that physicality. So uh, Jock was saying that's something that we did in games three and four that we have to get back to in game six and hopefully a game seven if they can win game six. So that's something to keep an eye on because in this series, the team that's played more physically, that's attacked the glass and that more importantly has gotten stops and gotten out in transition has pretty much controlled the series throughout. It's a lot easier to do that at home, obviously. I think that's a big part of it. Um, and I do think if it does get to a game seven, the Suns need to find a way to slow it down and make it more of a half court game because the Nuggets in that altitude at home in transition, that's a really hard thing to match with fast break points yourself. Um, but for game six, they need to push that tempo. They need to get stops and they need to continue to do what they did in games three and four, where Every miss, even made baskets, we're running. We're going down the court. We're not letting you set your defense. And that's part of what's made Devin Booker so hard to stop. Yeah. All right. Before we dive farther into game five and look ahead at game six, I don't know if you guys have been outside very much today so far, but it is a really nice day here Mm -hmm. in Phoenix, which means like before it gets too hot, make sure you take advantage of patio season especially by visiting our friends Illegal Pete's, whether you're at their Tucson location or their Tempe location. And right now you can get a house bucket for you and the whole crew. Five pints for just 15 bucks. Soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and a crisp beer on the patio. Illegal Pete's, it's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. And while you're out on the patio, don't forget (laughs) to bring your Shady Rays as well. You know, we love 
our Shady Rays here. They offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Um, not only are they great sunglasses, but their business practices behind the scenes are also fantastic. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will replace them and send you a brand new pair. You can return them within 30 days if you just don't like the way that they look on your face, which I don't know how you couldn't. They're fantastic sunglasses, but you know how it goes. And exclusively for our listeners right now, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, let's dive into game five, look ahead of game six. So a lot of people in the chat right now are very upset with the Suns, rightfully so. A lot of what I'm seeing, though, is that the Suns don't deserve to win a championship. They haven't showed me that they have what it takes to win a championship But my thoughts on that are if the Suns are able to find a way to get out of this series and move on, not just to the Western Conference Finals, but the finals as well, Mm -hmm. they would have deserved it at that point because they would have had to work their asses off to get out of what they've got themselves into now. And I think that even though last night specifically I was very down on this team and I wasn't feeling great, it is doable. You guys had mentioned the Mavs series last year. We saw it firsthand. So. Not all is lost entirely with this team in series yet. Yeah, I mean, deserves a championship. I don't really know what that means. Like, whoever wins four games out of seven, four times, they deserve to win a championship. That's how it works. But, like, I I do think if they get out of this series, I like their chances against the Lakers, assuming the Lakers win. The Warriors, I think, would be tougher if they can come back from that 3-1 deficit. But I like their chances against the Lakers and I like their the way the East is kind of shaping up right now like the Bucks are out and the Bucks were a real problem for the Suns the Celtics are on the verge of being eliminated and with all the different defenders that they could throw at Devin Booker and Kevin Durant they were a tricky matchup as well I like the way that they would match up with the Sixers or the Heat if that's who comes out of the East I I feel like if they can get past Denver somehow and win these next two games they still have a legitimate shot at a title. It's not going to be easy by any means. Um, and we're still seeing on a game-to-game basis some of those learning curves with adding a guy midseason and him not playing for multiple weeks during that stretch. It's it's tough. Um, but the Nuggets are no pushover. I don't want people to get this twisted like the Suns are some sort of failure if they don't win it this season. They had very little time to throw this thing together, to put it together. Um, And I think we even said before the postseason started, anything that they achieve in these playoffs, like obviously we think they should be at least Western Conference Finals, but like next year is the year where you really need to contend for a title, where you need to reshape the roster and put together a championship caliber team. This is kind of like you're throwing shit at the wall and hoping that it sticks and that talent overcomes, you know, chemistry, lack of depth, all these other issues that have come up. I think it's, uh, to, to piggyback on your deserved point, um, I agree. I, listen, the Suns on paper deserved it last year. The Suns on paper deserved it in 92-93. The Suns on paper deserved it many other times, and they didn't get it. They deserved it when they lost to the Spurs a couple times. Like, I, I spare me with the whole deserved bullshit because there's teams that go out there that, quote-unquote, don't deserve it and win it anyway, right? Like, it's about going out and producing. And I think uh, a lot of times for the Suns franchise, they just haven't had that peak player at the right time uh, to go through the the playoffs. And I think right now, you're getting as close as you can with Devin Booker. He's playing at such a high level. 
Um, and I know last night was kind of a step back a little bit in terms of his own expectations, but I honestly think that he can do this and he can put this team on his back and he can win us a championship. And you're right, Gerald, like we, we can retool as much as we want, but if you look at things um, for what they are right now, like you have a great opportunity to win a championship because of how everything else is shaking out. And if we don't win it this year, and the Nuggets do, a lot of people are going to be very upset about that and say, well, we blew it. Okay, so I have a question because you, you said Book very well could put this team on his back. And obviously last night we didn't get the uh, otherworldly performance from Devin that we have seen throughout the playoffs. And there's a lot of conversation online, um, especially from Denver fans, and rightfully so, I understand why, about what the cause of that was. Mm. Was it, in your opinion, how would you kind of, if this is a pie, right, how would you <laughs> divvy up the pieces of the foot, ankle injury, if you will, or at least tweaking at the end of the first quarter, the way Denver was defending him, the altitude, how would you kind of divvy up the percentages as far as the not quote unquote book type performance we got from book last night. I'll, I'll go ahead and start if you if you don't go mind, ahead. Gerald. Go on ahead. That one. So first, I would say um, if it's a hundred percent pie, I would say twenty five percent of that was when he when he landed on his foot wrong, trying to adjust to how it felt. If he was worried about it, you know, there's a lot of mind games that go along with something when you tweak something, you get a little scared, and then you're trying to figure out like, is this serious? Should I play on it? Let me. And then on top of that, having to focus on what the Denver Nuggets are throwing at you matchup-wise. So I think the other 25% is the Nuggets. I think the other 25% is the Suns' inability to move the ball quicker than they than they showed yesterday. The ball stuck a lot again, and especially in that fourth quarter, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, midway through the third quarter, like the ball was just sticking in Kevin Durant's hands or Devin Booker's hands. I'm sorry, Frappuccino bullshit is going on again. Um, and so, and then the last 25% of it, honestly. Um, I, I would just say that it's overall like just trying to put your team in a better position to succeed by utilizing other players a little bit more than Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Um, I don't think you've seen a lot of a lot of opportunities for anybody else to really thrive to a certain degree, and I think that that falls on money. So I would say it's a, an even distribution all the way around. Just to say it's everybody's fault. It's everybody's fault that that this team is was not able to perform at a high level in the last game. Devin Booker can overcome a lot of it, and he's he's tried to. Uh, but you see, when he doesn't when he doesn't play to the level that he's been showing in games three and four, this team struggles mightily. Yeah, it's it's kind of I think we got to a place where Devin Booker was stringing together these incredible performances, and we almost took them for granted, which feels weird to say because we were highlighting them the whole way, but we kind of got used to being dependent we got on them. Spoiled. Yeah, we were like, oh, that's going to be a thing now for just the rest of the series. And I think I think probably the yeah, like 25-30% of it was landing on his foot awkwardly and not feeling the same after that. Um I think Denver did a good job with their defensive coverages, with their traps, with being more physical all night. Um you know, they had Contavious Caldwell Pope hounding Booker up the full court like teams have done with Chris Paul in the past. Mm -hmm. Um and I also think part of it is just like he was due to come down to earth a little bit. He was shooting 80% over the last two games. Like that was going to come down at some point in time. And it's not like he had a terrible game. He still put up 28 points on like 60% true shooting. So even for him, like it wasn't to the normal supernova Devin Booker that we've seen lately, but it still wasn't a bad game. My thing, and this is what I wrote about on gophnx.com today is like, 
Devin Booker should be allowed to have an average or an okay game in the playoffs without the Suns offense completely sputtering. Like that's the whole point of going out and getting Kevin Durant. That's the whole point of playing a lot of these offensive minded players in this series. Um, and a lot of those guys just didn't step up. We're still waiting for our vintage Kevin Durant taking the reins. This is my game type of game. Mm -hmm. And if the Suns can find a way to win game six without it, you pray that it comes in game seven on the road because that would be the way that you defy expectations and beat Denver in their own house where they've been pretty much unbeatable. Um, so you're still waiting on that moment. You're waiting on some of the role guys to step up. Like I said last night, they need more out of DeAndre Ayton and campaign as starters. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a tricky thing because Book has just been so fantastic in these playoffs. We kind of got used to it and then realized, okay, this formula, as much as we've talked about the heavy minutes and whatnot, what it's not sustainable mm -hmm. for a full playoff run. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say this about deserving a championship. Nobody, and I mean nobody, deserves a championship more than Suns fans. So that's my <laughs> deserved bullshit. Like, damn it, karma owes us. They mm -hmm. owe it, it owes us. So, uh, yeah, that's... That's what I'll put my hat on, is that we deserve a championship. Damn it, somebody's got to win something around here. I agree. Besides, I would also... Besides the Mercury and the yeah. Adlers. I would also say that Devin deserves a championship at this point. And there was some clarification from some of the people in the chat who were talking about deserving or not that, that the comment was minus Devin Booker. So yeah. I think we're all in agreement that Book does deserve a championship. But back to your point about KD, Gerald Austin in the chat is thinking that Monty doesn't maybe know how to use KD well enough. Do you feel that? It, I've seen this no. sentiment a little bit since <clears throat> KD has joined the Suns from right. quite a few people. Do you feel like that could be a potential issue or no? I feel like it was at the start when we saw him in the weak side corner a lot for spacing reasons when they were running double drag a lot. I felt like they were using him off the ball too much to provide gravity. Um, and it was helping free things up for Book and some of the other guys, but you know they weren't fully integrating Kevin Durant into their offense. I feel like, especially in this series, they've tried to get him going. A lot of it is Kevin just forcing bad shots, like pressing a little bit too much. He gets the ball in ISO situations on Aaron Gordon. He turns at, at the baseline extended or the elbow or wherever it is. He kind of like jab steps and he puts up a tough contested shot. And like Durant is one of the best in the world at making those shots, but they haven't been falling for him in this series. Like he's got to find another way to get it going. I think he's done a good job of getting to the foul line on some of those nights, but then you've had other nights where he just isn't getting there where it feels like he's pressing. Um, you know, he said himself in the first quarter last night, he probably could have taken some better shots there. Um, but when you're down 10, 11, you just kind of want to see the ball go in the rim and you feel like you want to try and get it all back at once. Um, and, and I feel like that's been part of his acclimation process he's very much a uh a mental player he mm -hmm. overthinks the game sometimes he said that himself and i think we've seen that in this series like i i feel like the suns have done a better job in this series of utilizing him in spaces where he can operate by having him one pass away from devin booker a lot of the time so that when they do double book guess what kd's right there like he had a couple of wide open looks in i think game three or game four where Book got doubled, he passed it to KD, and he's turned and started laughing to a fan that was sitting courtside because it was like, you're going to double me with KD right there? Like, I, I don't buy into this notion that Monty still doesn't know how to use KD. I feel like they've used him better, but 
Durant just has to kind of play better and pick his spots better. All right, we've got a couple of super chats. The first one we'll talk about here is Frank. Thank you for yours, Frank. Said Jock over Aiton, KD turnover fix, run and defend. Do you think Jock should get a few more of Aiton's minutes? I'm not going to go as far as to say that Jock should start. But do you think that Jock should maybe or has earned a few more minutes here for the rest of the series? If if this is how it's going to go, I think we've been I was holding on to hope after game two or game three that like we would get a great D.A. game like that. It would mm-hmm. come somewhere. He'd have like a 20 and 13 night or something like that. He'd hold Jokic in check. He would make a legitimate difference. And I think I'm getting close to abandoning that hope. Like I think game six is kind of his last chance of doing that. And I do think like. Look, a plus minus is is flawed for many different reasons, but sometimes it tells the tale and it's told the tale with Aiton a couple of times in the series. Um, no one should have expected him to limit Jokic for a full series or to go toe with toe to toe with him in the stat column. But like you watch 2021 back compared to this and it's just it's very different in terms of the effort, in terms of how much those two were butting heads and how much. DA was making life tough for him. Uh, and I just don't feel it in this series. I feel like Jock has, you know, Jokic is still scoring against Jock, but Jock is being physical with him and making him work for it. And he's putting in some of the hustle plays. Mm-hmm. So, no, DA is definitely going to start. He should be the starter. You need him to start because if you demote him, you're basically telling him for the rest of this playoff run, we're not sure how we feel about you. We're a little shaky on you. Yeah. You can't do that to him. But, I do think if Aiton continues to struggle, Jock should see around 15 to 20 minutes instead of, you know, 10 to 15. I I don't like DA's body language. I don't like DA's, um, the way he's approaching the game right now. It very much, from, from the surface, obviously, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I don't know what's going on inside his head. It very much feels like he's, he, he he does not want to be in those moments like with, on the bench with the team like he it feels like he he would rather be somewhere else not saying he 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 wouldn't want to be playing basketball i just don't feel like he's really invested with this team because of all the stuff that he's going through in terms of like the social stuff the the fan reaction his performance the constant critiques left and right and so um you know to if if you're right Gerald if he comes out and he's flat again I, you got to give Jock some more minutes for sure. Jock didn't was not phenomenal yesterday either. Like that's not necessarily the the the, the one stop solution. Uh, right. I'm I love Jock to death. We all know that. We all love Jock. But um, I'm sorry if you give Nikola Jokic a steady uh, diet of Jock, um, he he's gonna light him up. He's gonna light him up because he's gonna find out what his tendencies are and he's gonna go from there. But Jock does play him physically. And right now you need somebody to provide some type of resistance to Nikola Jokic in some way, shape, or form. Um, And more importantly, what Jock does for the Phoenix Suns themselves is he provides a lot of juice. He gives those guys a little hyped up. He gets fired up in those games, and that rubs off on other players. Kevin Durant loves guys that get fired up on the court because he's not really that kind of dude. So he likes to feed off of that and be that silent assassin. Um, and right now, you're just missing that across the board outside of Devin Booker. It can't always be Devin Booker getting on teammates or Chris Paul getting on teammates. Sometimes you have to get on yourself and find it somewhere, somewhere deep down inside and, and want to show out. And 
for for DA's sake, if he really, let's just say he is very unhappy. Well, the way to leave Phoenix is not to play the way you're playing right now because there's no way anybody would trade for you because you're a very below average center when you play the way you've been playing the last couple of games, right? Um, so you got to raise your level of game and then force the trade in the offseason because your value will be high. But if you're going about it this way, guess what, bud? You're going to remain a Phoenix Sun because nobody's going to want to touch that contract. Yep. All right, a couple more Super Chats, all pretty much around <laughs> DeAndre and uh, base God Flashy, thank you for yours, said, I still think DA has talent and can easily be a 20, 25, and 10 center, but not on the Suns. Best thing for both par- parties is trade DA for bench depth. And then Avery, thank you for your super chat, said, trade CP3, Aiton, and a first-round pick for Dame? <laughs> the Blazers aren't touching that. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm, know if we can convince I, the Blazers I, to do that. I think Dame would love to play here if he were to go anywhere, but Dame loves playing in Portland, A, so I don't think he's going anywhere, and B, if he is going somewhere, the Blazers are going to want a bag, and the Suns have nowhere near enough first-round picks to offer after giving pretty much all of them up in the KD trade. Um, and D.A. and Chris Paul, that package is not doing anything for Portland either. As far can as I like, interest you, can I interest you in a little Kyrie Irving and Dylan Brooks mix, possibly? God. Oh my God, you're giving Please? me a mi- you're giving me a He's migraine. He's had a hard enough 24 <laughs> hours as it is, Saul. Give him a break. I I, I just want to say this about Dylan Brooks though. Mm. I, I feel like Dylan Brooks, as as kind of dumb as he is from time to time. He was second team All NBA defensive team. Um, he he has shown that he can score. He can shoot from the outside, even though he had a statistically worse year shooting this year than than before. But he does give you a little bit of what you were missing with Jay Crowder, a little bit of machismo, a little bit of you know shit talking. Get your guys riled up. Uh, Kevin Durant has played with guys like that before, and he's actually thrived with those guys before. So just a little nugget. Yeah, I mean, he'd be an interesting kind of reclamation project. I don't, I don't know if he has the uh, the disposition, character, whatever you want to call it, mentality that the Suns typically look for in guys they bring here. Yeah, but, but maybe that's the reason but, why you need him. Well, no, because they had one in Jay Crowder. They had one in Jay Crowder before. But Dylan Brooks, Jay Jay Crowder is not like Dylan Brooks. Yes, well, they are. Is They're Dylan very Brooks much worse no. though, because aren't didn't John yeah. Morant throw shade at Dylan Brooks on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dylan, like, Dylan, so, Dylan, Dylan Brooks talks a lot, and Jake Crowder doesn't really talk to the level of disrespect uh, to other opponents like LeBron, like that that Dylan Brooks did. You know right, but so but Jake Dylan is a little bit different in that regard. But but Jay Crowder actually played well until this season, being in that role. Dylan Brooks talks a lot of shit and backs up like five percent of it. And I feel like Dylan oh, Brooks not... low-key talks shit to his teammates as well. <laughs> There's no way that John Morant would publicly be beefing with them if there wasn't some sort of shenanigans happening behind the scenes, too. Like, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that that Jay Crowder um, wasn't equal to Dylan Brooks, if not better. I'm just talking about from a superficial standpoint, um, from from like gassing your teammates up or talking shit to your teammates, getting into it and just stirring the pot a little bit. That's what I feel like the Suns team needs from time to time. They just need somebody to stir the pot and get them all riled up because sometimes they come out so flat that I'm like, bro. Like sometimes I wish Devin Booker would just slap the shit out of somebody on the bench. Just to wake up. Well, Who's all? Which he'd, one? He'd get, oh. he'd, he'd get ejected, so I hope he doesn't do that. <laughs> but On his own team? 
Oh, on his own team? Yeah. Come yeah, on. His own team. Come who's, on, man. He's smacking. Nope. See, that's the problem. We don't want to go there with that because. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> but no, I will say, like Dylan. Dylan Brooks is like turning hey, the. I will. I will happily walk behind the bench and get slapped for the team. Let's go. I will also sign you up for that song. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, should we move on from this discussion? Since yeah. it's not even near ready time for us to be talking about will, who's coming I, and who's going. I will say, though, because the, there was the comment before the talk about the Dame trade, the super chat. Um, I do think DA could probably be a 20 and 10 guy on another team. I don't know how good that team will be, though. That's that's my thing with D.A. I feel like he is capable of putting up numbers. He, some team might want to give him the offensive role that he wants to have as far as doing more on offense, shooting threes, dribbling more. But as of right now, I just don't see that skill set for him. And I think if in his mind he's viewing it as like greener pastures or elsewhere, I, I truthfully don't know how much better it gets for him than being in this type of role with Booker, with Chris, with KD. Um, for him individually, yeah, it gets better. But in terms of being on a championship caliber team, I, I don't know if he's going to get that role and be on a title contender. I think it's mostly mental with DA, though, at this point, because we've seen it on this team before what he's been capable of. Mm. But it, it's not consistent. And I think the inconsistency is because of the mental. Right. That's where I think it all stems from. All right, we have a couple more super chats and a couple things to get into. But don't forget, if you need new furniture for your house, maybe you're doing some spring cleaning and you want to bring in some fresh new things, check out our friends over at More Furniture and make sure that you splurge for that white glove delivery because they will bring everything to your home or your office. They will set it all up and then they will haul away all the trash. They quite literally take the heavy lifting out of getting new furniture. Save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com. Also, we are halfway through Teacher Appreciation Week. If you have not nominated a teacher yet at uh, fourpeaksforteachers.org, make sure you do. Four Peaks is honoring teachers and allowing them an opportunity to win grants, Four Peaks swag, and a grand prize of a custom makeover of their teacher's lounge at school. So make sure you nominate a teacher today. And also make sure you check out at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub on social media to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery, you must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks beer, and we ask that you drink responsibly. Okay, two more Super Chats here. Laking, thank you for yours. Said, different topic, but do you guys think Booker KD making all NBA teams tonight? I know they missed some games this year. Probably not. I think they missed too much time, both of them, unfortunately. And it's, it's going to be one of those things where we look back and look at their numbers and be like, damn. Or hopefully we look back at what they did in the playoffs, too, and be like, damn, neither one of these guys were all-stars or... Made an all-NBA team, or I guess in Booker's case, all-star. But, yeah, I don't think so. So, yes, no, maybe so? No, I agree with Gerald. Spot okay. on. All right, and then last super chat. So, we're going to let you go after this one. Uh, Libertarian Sasquatch said, we need some three and D guys. We have neither three nor D guys. We, I think we have exclusively three guys, and then we have exclusively D guys, and we don't have the joint of the two. And I think that's what they need. Honestly, they need more wings. They need more guys that can make plays that can put the ball in the hole. Um, and that can defend capably. And they just Landry Shaman is the closest thing off the bench that they have to being able to play both ends of the floor right now. 
I think we're going to look back at this trade deadline, and, and yes, we pulled off Kevin Durant, but I think there was a, a couple other moves that could have been made to really shore up this lineup, like Jared Vanderbilt going to the Lakers. That was a huge one for the Suns, and right now you're looking at the Lakers and how they're performing and some of the pieces that they added at the 11th hour, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? This fucking team? They fit. They found a way to possibly get to the Western Conference Finals. This is bullshit. But you got to give them credit because they made some shrewd moves, and the Suns could, had the opportunity. We we were talking about half those guys that they traded for at length mm-hmm. for so long, and not one single person got traded outside of Kevin Durant. Uh, and then you traded Jay Crowder for a bunch of picks, like. Oh, man, I just I feel like the Suns could have done better and put themselves in a better position, but they they trusted their guys. And again, I think one thing that's going to have to happen this offseason is there's got to be some honest reevaluation taking place about where you are at as a franchise and who do you really trust in that bench unit uh, for next year. All right, so I appreciate you joining us on the show. I know you got to run. Um, Gerald and I will handle it from here. Enjoy your vacation, and we'll see you maybe on Sunday. Thanks, guys. Hopefully I get to see you guys on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Gerald, a couple more things. We have one additional super chat from Humble Rumble. Mm. They said, Aiton scapegoat. Goated? Aiton scapegoated? Scapegoated. Sons in seven protect home court. I I agree with you to a certain extent that Aiton is often, the when things go wrong, he's the first or the second person, depending on how much you hate Landry Shamit mm-hmm. is the f- first or second person that everyone in the Suns fan base turns to and looks like, what is he doing? He's not doing enough. They're more mad at DA than Landry though. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think, don't agree with that. No? I think no, I feel like with, with Landry, it's a lot of like Monty and Landry combined. But and Landry is, is like, like Landry is like universally disliked by the That's fan base fair. and it's kind of messed up. DA at least has like diehard supporters and diehard people that will never admit yeah, that he does sure. things well, which is annoying. But um, I don't know, man. I, I keep coming back to this. Like DA is the max contract guy. He's the number one pick. Like I know that he didn't ask to be pick number one and all this stuff, but like the effort, the energy has to be there. I'm not asking him to go out there and start handling the ball like Joel Embiid or making passes like Nikola Jokic we just need to see less of the brain fart sometimes. And and they are more noticeable than some of the other guys mistakes other than missing shots. Like I I feel like we've, we've seen too many hook shots instead of like putting your shoulder into somebody and going up strong, getting to the foul line. We've seen, we've seen a lot of these same things over and over and over again. And in the past it was okay because it happened during the regular season and then playoff DA, the light would switch back on. And now it's like, okay, playoff DA hasn't shown up yet. Like, is this relationship at a point where for both sides, they just need to part ways and start fresh? Or is this something where eventually he's going to turn it around? Right now, it just doesn't feel that way. And when he's kind of the third option behind Book and KD with Chris Paul out, and he's putting up, you know, 14 points, like, it's it just, it feels we need more. Yeah. I mean, I... I think I'm of the the camp that you kind of do need to part ways or something needs to change. Mm. Uh, what that is, we can dive in deeper during mm. the off season. Right. But I don't think if this team comes back next year as it stands, and I'm talking specifically DeAndre and, and the coaching staff, mm. I don't think anything changes. But if one of those things right. changes, then maybe you have a shot. 
yeah, at, and at everything kind of figuring itself out. And but. and we should note, like we're talking about this, like we're you know looking ahead to the off season and talking about the Suns like they're dead, like they're not dead. No. They win Game Six. We saw this happen last year. The home team held court mm-hmm. in the Suns Mavs series until Game Seven, and the home team just shit the bed because there was a lot of pressure. The Nuggets are going to feel that pressure if the Suns win Game Six. And it's on the Suns to take what they learned from last year and be like, nah, we're going to be this team this time around instead of the other way around. Um, So they're not dead in the water. Like, and who knows, a different series matchup could bring out the best in DA. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe we should just acknowledge the fact that Jokic is really fucking good. Yes. And he's tough for anybody to match up with. So we still want to kill his dreams. That's as aggressive as I'm going to get today. (laughs) It it did go pretty far, not going to lie. But that's how I'm feeling. That's what I would like. That was like a a child's war cry. We're going to kill his dreams. (laughs) Brother, what in the Care Bear hell are you? (laughs) Are you guys okay? No. No. (laughs) Not at all. God bless. Okay, (laughs) let's get out of here. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you as always. Hopefully after a good night's rest tomorrow, we will come back and be better. Although I did think today's show was really entertaining and really funny. So I hope you guys did too. Uh, Until we see you tomorrow, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And of course, you can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. Gerald, take us home. If you need me, I'm going to be writing an article and then sleeping until the start of game six. Ahoy. (laughs) Dallas Retro, tell the Phoenix Metro, Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo, saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand.